AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Hello, and welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I was a casting director for film and TV and commercials for over 30 years. I transitioned to a celebrity acting coach after I cast a film, New Jersey Drive, with executive producer Spike Lee and director Nick Gomez. I auditioned every rapper from Biggie Smalls to Tupac. And I realized that rappers and musical artists, they needed help transitioning to acting. My clients consist of musical artists from Buster Rhymes to Eve, Missy Elliott, Angela Yee from The Breakfast Club, and Vanessa Simmons, to name a few. I also coach sports stars and host as well. I feel I have the best of both worlds. As a casting director, I know exactly what they're looking for. And as an acting coach, I can coach you to be remembered in that room. Now, I know. I know actors want to get the job. I get that. But being remembered by a casting director, that is powerful. And now it's time for meditation of the day. Don't give someone the credit for holding you back. Give yourself the power in continuing to move forward. Chris Berkman. In my observation, family and close friends can be the worst with their support. They may say to you that you should consider a new job or a new partner or whatever they want to criticize. I always tell my adult children to listen to whom they take advice for. Our family and friends think that their advice is coming from a place of love. It can be. However, the delivery can be a little unsettling. Choose what works for you and delete the rest. Today, I will embrace my life. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn. Alliances will shift and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. 
Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Before we get started, I'd like to remind everyone to look out for my new show, Inside the Black Box. I'll be co-hosting with the great Joe Morton. We'll be on Crackle Network real soon. I'll keep you posted. Welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore, and you are in for a treat today because this actor has a lot of my favorite credits and so he's my new best friend in my head and he doesn't know it yet but put your hands together well, for actor extraordinaire sebastian saucy thank you thank you thank sebastian. you so good to be here so good to be here thank you oh it's so good to have you here and i'm so glad that this is my first introduction to you personally but not your work Okay. Not uh, your work at my, all. My introduction to you, and it's it's a pleasure to meet you. It's a pleasure to it have you. It is such a pleasure. Um, you know, I have so many questions. Um, I want to start off first because one thing that I do know about you, Sebastian, is that you you are a working actor and you are consistently working. Yeah. And specifically, <laughs> but but like. I mean, come on, you I'm sure you've been an actor for several years and oh, you know God. the journey of um, auditioning, callbacks, booking. Now, this is your life. This is what you this do. Is this life. is your this occupation. This is my job. Yeah. Right. Which is a blessing. So where where did it first happen for you? Where did you decide that you wanted to be an actor? Okay, uh, the long story or the super long story? Uh, well, um, you know, I was just a young kid. I was a ham, right. you know? I was always, you know, looking for a camera and posing and stuff and whatnot. And wow. uh, the story goes, as a young kid, I walked into my parents' room at like four in the morning and said, hey, mom, I'm a singer. And she was like, what do you mean? And I started singing, I guess, Mariah Carey or something. And I guess it was good enough where they were like, oh, they put me in uh, vocal lessons. And, and, then, and then next thing you know, I was uh, cast in South Pacific in high school, which is New Jersey. And then I caught the bug and uh, I was lucky enough that my parents moved to New York 
And my parents, God bless them, are super supportive. And when I said, hey, like, I think I kind of want to act and sing and do the whole thing, they supported me and they allowed me to audition for a professional performing arts high school. Wow. And uh, I was accepted to the musical theater program. So I started doing a lot of musical theater. And there was a, a girl named Jackie who was on Broadway, like doing a lot of work, very talented, tap dance and singing. She was awesome. And I guess one day her agency said, hey, do you know any, you know, Latino kids who can sing and dance and kind of do the whole thing? Because there was a show they needed kids to audition for it and they didn't have any. And she said, yeah, I think I do know one. I was in a class and she introduced me to her agents. I had the audition. I guess I did OK. And then the rest just kind of snowballed. And I've had representation. I guess I was 12 or 13. Wow. Oh, that was 25 years of you know, ups and downs, obviously, because that's what this game is, you know, very yeah. high highs and then sometimes time with no work. But yeah, 25 years I've been able to uh, sustain being an actor. But it started there as a young kid. Like I knew, I knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. Well, I want to say first, um, thank you to your parents, um, because especially as a young actor, um, in my experience, it's very challenging for people who are not in the entertainment business to grasp onto the truths Absolutely. and the journey of being an actor. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. They deserve a lot of credit for that. But no, they, they also do. artists in their own right. So they were kind of inclined to, you know, support any kind of anything I wanted to do on that side of the, of the world. Well, I was going to say the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So who yeah, is yeah, it? Yeah. Your mother or your father? So well, they, they were, they met in choir when they were young. They're both singers. Uh, oh. I think when it comes to my hamminess and acting and all that stuff, I think I get it from my mama. She's a, she's a really talented artist. Uh, but yeah, both of them kind of didn't ever pursue that. My dad ended up being a doctor, you know, so he could have easily been like, no son, you're going right. you know, to, or whatever. But no, they just, you know, they just the type of parents that wanted me to be happy and follow whatever it is I wanted to do. And I know a lot of people don't have that uh, luxury, no. uh, kind of what you're speaking to. And some people fight through that. Yeah. And that might in the end make them even a stronger actor with all that stuff. But, yeah, I was lucky to just be like, yeah, that's what you want to do. Go ahead and have fun. And it, it, so far it's working out. And the other thing that they encourage you to do is have fun. I think that Absolutely. that's yeah. amazing. I've cast for Nickelodeon, Disney and Sesame Street. And um, there were times auditioning for so much of that. Yeah. They never, you know, <laughs> I mean, I could see your mom or dad taking you to an audition and being how and, and seeing how supportive they are. But yeah. listen, I used to see parents and think to myself, should I call child welfare? Because, oh, totally. you know, totally. very abusive, very. Yeah. Um, uh, what's what's the term? Uh, is it how? Uh, Hollywood mom, or I don't know. I forgot. There's a term for mothers who are very. Oh, yeah, it's well, it's the uh, overbearing stage moms. Uh, stage moms. Yeah. Okay. So I, I just remember mm -hmm. um, a lot of times my mother had to come with me to auditions or to mm -hmm. jobs or whatever. Um, and so you, you would be in the waiting room with a bunch of kids and their parents. Right. Um, yeah. I always noticed that some of them would just be really almost as invested or more than the kids were and what was going on with them. My mom was just there to because she had to be there and she was hoping right. I had part. But if I didn't, it was all good. And, I just would always see some really um, stressed out little kids because yeah. there was no pressure just auditioning, let alone disappointing your parents because you didn't get the role. You didn't get the role. And it's, yeah. and it's not set up like that. I've no. been a casting director for over 30 years. And, you know, the people wow. like yourself and other um, actors who are working, successful actors, are because you understand the journey. Like when I coach, 
I don't coach you to, you know, I understand you want to get the job, but I coach you to be remembered because I know for a fact that there are casting directors that call Sebastian in. As soon as they have something for you, they're like, Sebastian, you're on the top of their forehead because that's how we work. And we want, we like you. We want you to book. We talk about you to other casting directors, to other directors. That's how your names start to circulate. So important part yes, of this it's game, important yeah. to get the job, but it's important to understand the process. It's important to do some good work when you're in the room, because to your point, there's casting directors that maybe I've gone a few years without booking with them, but they right. like what I do. And they're like, oh, it's only a matter of time until you find the right thing. A lot of times that's what it is. It depends on what kind of actor you are, but sometimes things just fit you and timing's right. right and you get that role. It doesn't mean this audition was better than the last audition per se. I mean, right. You know, so sometimes things are just right for you. And sometimes well, you walk into a room and you have blue flame and you and you kill it and it's and you transcend what they think you're gonna do. But for the most right. part, you know, you're well, right. I can tell you this from my experience, Sebastian. Every single time actors think they did the worst audition of life. That's but, when they get cast. Yeah, I've stopped. I've, <laughs> I've honestly stopped with people ask me all the time. It's a very common question. How'd the audition go? How'd it go? And I always tell them I have no idea because I wasn't watching me. I wasn't on the other side. Exactly. Um, Sebastian, you have done some amazing, amazing work. Mm. I always, I always tell my actors, my audience to go to imdb.com to look up your credits. Now, looking at you right now, because we don't deal with your actual age, but your range to me is like unshaven, like I feel 25, 27-ish. I, I would I hope so. I, I'm starting to, to move up and so I'm getting a lot of dad auditions and stuff like that. And that's fine. That is fine. Okay. That's the beard <laughs> and the mustache. Yeah, the, I, I find it funny enough. I find the beard actually keeps me at a younger look when I shave it. Right. See, like, okay, this is a grown, this is a grown ass man. But yeah, <laughs> but you know what? Your your foundation is very mature. So it's like perfect example, right? The story of um, Notori not auditioning for Power, and she came in, and they, they were like, "No, you're too young. Like, you can't be Amari Hardrick's wife. You know, yeah, you can't yeah. have children of this age." But she tells the story when she went in, she took a stance and she played more on that maturity and that experience of when you are, when you've been in the streets at a young age, you age. So yeah, she kind of yeah. used that and that, you know, she got the role. Wow, so I say cool. the same with you. There's a groundingness about you that would make me feel older, but I wouldn't shy away from, you know, doing roles in that range for you, tw um, let's say 27 to 32. I, I still I as of now, that's kind of where I'm at. That's yeah. Kind of, yeah, that's kind of where they book me. Uh, but but that's, I see that goes back to timing and just kind of being right for things, like you said. But also, sometimes you could just uh, transcend with a good performance. And like you said, yeah. with her, they said, I don't know, you might be too young, but she figured out a way to make it work. Absolutely. Because um, in life, not everything is in this little box. So not yeah. at all. Yeah. Maybe sometimes in film and TV, they, they do put it in a box. Yeah. You can always expand it here and there. Yeah. So Half Nelson, for those actors who don't know that film, I highly, highly recommend that you take a look at that film because that was an amazing film with some amazing actors. How? I mean, you had to be what, 11, 12 doing that film? <laughs> oh, you, you know were what? a kid. 
I, I'll be honest with you. A time just flies by. I have no idea how old I was, but I was a teenager. I think I was older than that. Yeah, I was. I was old enough to be able to play that role with a little bit of knowledge of how that works in the sense that, you know, I played a, I played a, uh, like Anthony Mackie was the main drug dealer. Yeah. Yeah. Plug, so to speak. And I was one of his little runners and uh, growing up in New York city. I mean, that's a lifestyle that you see all the time. Uh, so it wasn't hard for me to kind of jump in that role, but that movie, you know, it's a small independent film. You don't know what yeah. you're I've done a bunch of those and sometimes nobody sees it. And then sometimes it's Hap Nelson and people get nominated. But I remember yeah. I knew Ryan Gosling, you know, from Disney and all that. And uh, we did our scenes. And I remember kind of looking at him while we were doing it and just not being sure what he was doing. Not that he was bad. And I, just, I was like, he's doing something so subtle. I'm not sure if it's going to work or how it's going to play. Right. And I saw the movie and I was blown away by his performance. Wow. Because, uh, it was an introduction a little bit to the nuance uh, of film and how to act in, the, in that kind of space, as opposed to maybe TV or theater where I came from, which is very big. Right, um, right. That was a quick lesson uh, in that. And that was actually on the heels of a commercial I did where it was just all facial expressions, like Coca-Cola commercial. And the director, mm. he says, hey man, you're doing really good. He goes, hey man, but just relax your face, you know? Mm. Like, what do you mean? Like, I'm trying to give you my emotions. He goes, yeah, just, just use your eyes. Like, we'll get it. You know, you don't need to do this or do that. Right. Uh, and th th those are about two months apart. And I just remember being like, OK, I'm learning a little bit. You don't always have to be this huge onstage presence when the camera's right here. Because uh, we got Zoom and we got dollies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We could do all those. Was So it doesn't sound like it was a difficult process for you to transition from theater, which is this big venue, to a small screen of television or film. Um, you, you just have to understand it. I, I, I would like to believe that most people who can be successful at theater uh, acting, being that that's kind of the base of all what we learn, you know, it's, that's uh -huh. the, the essence of it. You can move on to other things. I, I think it'll be a little more difficult for someone who grew up on TV or whatever or film to move on to stage. Uh, but at the end of the day, if you could do one, I firmly believe you could do the other. Absolutely. Uh, it's a matter of learning the different you know, ways to play the, the game, so to speak. Absolutely. And let me ask you about your training. Um, how important, because I ask all of my guests, Anthony Mackie has been on our show. It was so funny because it was during, you know, the pandemic. And I asked him, I said, Anthony, you know, how's the pandemic? How's it been for you? He said, Tracy, I discovered something that I really, really enjoy. And I was like, what's that? He was like sitting on the couch. <laughs> can I can I say amen to that? I kind of already knew I liked it, but I didn't realize that there was my spirit animals basically like a puppy <laughs> on a couch with a bowl of some good snacks. Yeah, I'm just I'm saying. Listen, I had too many snacks. <laughs> I've also gotten way too comfortable with this. You know, like uh, my friend told me they had an in-person audition. I think next week. And I was like, man, what? I'm ready for all that. Yes. I don't know for what it was. It was just a quick uh, text, not someone I'm too close to, but I, I need to follow up. Cause I said, I don't know. If yes, please. I don't know if I'm ready for that. I kind of like this, you know, I could be in my shorts, put on a nice shirt for my audition. I yeah. mean, the, the self tape, I'm going to tell you from a casting director, I still want to go back to the train, okay. but I'm going to tell you from the a casting director's point of view, Sebastian, I come from 
casting in 1987. So all I know is the room. All I know is live auditions. So for me, self-tape sitting and watching tape after tape after tape, I'm still giving you guys my attention, my professionalism, but I need to touch you guys. I need to be in the room and say, okay, stop. Let's do this again. Sebastian, you got this. Sebastian, just this is what they're looking for. We're kind of flying blind a little bit. Um, with the self-tapes. It's cool to have your own thing and to be comfortable in your space, but also you don't have anyone saying, that was good, like we like right. you, but this, that's not exactly how we want it to be right. read or whatever the case may be. And also a lot of times, just your presence and your aura and your essence and your vibing with the, the cast and directors or the directors in a room, that has a lot to do sometimes with why you get the role. It's not always your, I, I don't know, is that true? I feel like it's sometimes. It's not that is so, I'm going to tell you two yeah. things. One, um, a casting director's job, you know, we're the liaison between the talent and the director. We try to marry the two you guys t- together. We have no say in the decision making. We strongly suggest, highly recommend, and we mm-hmm. beg and plead. So that's what we do as casting directors, right? But so to know that you have the power to know as an actor that nothing is going to go without you is mm-hmm. very empowering, right? Yeah. The other thing is, Treat this audition like a one man or one woman show. Those people behind the table, the casting director wants to discover a star. A director has a vision and the producer wants to know how much all this is going to cost. That's the conversation behind that table, right? Absolutely. So honestly, I don't care what the breakdown says because half the time my, myself or my assistant is writing the breakdown because the truth is, When you walk in that door and you own that character, we will erase, delete, liquid paper it up. 100%. So what you have, and I know you get this, Sebastian, just from the energy and the vibes that we have here, it's all about Sebastian. 100%. And not in this arrogant way, but in a confident way. It's very important. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's a very it's a there's universal truths in life and also in acting and all that. And I'm sure confidence is one that always being uh, always rings on in these type of interviews, because, yeah, that's that's the key to it all. Uh, confidence, just confidence. This is a business. Make, yeah. Confidence in yourself. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's a business just like anything else. So confidence. Anything else. Always going to help you out and empowering yourself is very important. Taking that power when you're in that room and knowing this is your time, this is your space. And, and, and you said something about kind of, it's about Sebastian. It's interesting to me because the moment my career kind of took off to a different level where I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life, I think, was I kind of made a decision to stop trying to be what I think they want to see on these papers, on these pages. Amen. And I just started to say, hey, I'm going to walk in there as Sebastian and put myself in whatever shoes they want me to be, but I'm going to talk like me. I'm going to, I'm going to be me because I remember thinking like, I go out in the street and, you know, people think I'm a pretty nice guy. People think I'm pretty cool. I'm, you know, why, why am I trying to be somebody else? Right. Um, and now there's different, you know, you could, you could Daniel Day Lewis sit and completely go outside of your body and do something like that. I'm right. still an him that he's bringing. Uh, but I knew at that time in my career that um, it would be frankly easier uh, and less stressful to just be you and see what happens. And I'll tell you, I just immediately started booking things Yeah. and, and, and not booking things that maybe myself didn't fit. But every right. time 
And a lot of times to your point, they were looking for something and it wasn't exactly me, but then right. I, I went in there and they were like, you know what? That's what we want. We're, we're going to take it. Um, and the confidence was a big part of that. I was just confident and, and just being myself. Uh, yeah. Like I love the auditions. You know, I told you I go back to 87, right? I did this film years ago called jumping at the boneyard. Jeff Stansler mm-hmm. was the director. I'll never forget um, it was Tim Roth's first American film oh, and um, Alexis Arquette at the time and um, Jeffrey Wright. Mm. And I remember Jeffrey Wright came in an audition and then he was he, he like got up after like, OK, thanks. And we were running, running after him, like, excuse me, excuse me. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Are you available? Always right? a good sign. <laughs> Always a good sign. If nothing else, you know, you got to call back. Uh, yeah, and yeah. This so, happens often. When it does, you know, you know, they like you. Yeah. And the thing is, is that confidence. We have to trust that you are going to show up for the job. Actors don't understand that. They think that I audition, I got a callback, I'm good, I got the job, right? No, no, no. The job starts at a table read. Oh yeah, I've you, had you to might fire not do well there. Yeah, yeah. At a table read. Table reads are so stressful. I swear to God, every time I have one, I'm like, because, you know, you don't necessarily want to go all out. But at the same time, well, some people do. I've been at some table reads. And I'm yeah. like, wow. Cedric like, the Entertainer. Quiet. Yeah. He does that. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. You know, and there's people who just kind of read through it. A lot of them are maybe cemented in the role. They're not worried. I've, I've booked a lot of roles where I was like, all right, I can lose this at the table read. So yes, you can. Find, that, find that medium where, and, to, and also the point about being professional. I know a lot of jobs that I get now aren't even necessarily based as much on acting chops as they are that this network or this producer knows I'm going to show up, I'm going to hit my mark, I'm going to know my lines, and they're going to I'm, I'm going to get the job done for them, especially with a That's lot right. of guest stars and stuff like that. It's a big machine, and I'm just there. I know my role. I'm there to just keep it going and to not, right. to not trip them up. And just give them right. a solid performance. So, yeah, uh, the professionalism part of it is very important as far as being consistent working, in my experience. Well, and a lot of times when actors say to me, one of the things that I do in my class, the first thing I do is I give actors a 25 um, uh, question pop quiz. It's a pop quiz. Ooh. And you have to you have to answer all 25 questions correct. That's the only way you pass, right? So okay. there's questions about um, what's curious. first what's, team. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Stuff what's like the DP? Um, um, what is SAG-AFTRA and their job? Uh, you know, just the the gamut of the entertainment business. Yeah. And 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 you know, people will not. I'm, I've never, maybe once, had someone answer all the questions. But people are like, I need to get an agent. I need to. I said. No, because if you if you can't answer all 25 of these questions, there's still some training and work to be done. How yeah. important is training for you? Uh, in, in, in my uh, kind of uh, trajectory, it wasn't huge. Now, I told you I went to the performing arts high school. Right. But as a kid, I did do a lot of training. Uh, yeah. I was at HB Studios. I lived close to oh, HB okay. Studios. So I went there, um, you know, to some of the Meisner and, and, and different things like that were definitely thrown at me as a kid. Now, my problem as a youngster is that I didn't, I wasn't very good at paying attention to anything in a classroom. So while I listened and I kind of through osmosis got a lot of that, um, most of my, of my training, training, especially for the game, uh, came with work. I was lucky enough to take whatever I learned in, in, in middle school and high school and, and book some jobs. My first job was a law and order ever. But when you get on set, it's so different. Like you, you speak about the business side of it and how this is a huge machine. So there's so much learning that you 
do on set about how filming works as opposed right. to the actual art of acting and all that. So it's a lot of it was just kind of trial by fire for me. You know, I was just kind of learning as I went. And once once I turned about 20, 21 or so, I, I stopped doing a lot of training. I would have acting coaches at times for jobs that I booked. Mm -hmm. uh, but I've always been the type uh, who would like to learn through experience. And I've always um, just just been it always came easy to me to kind of jump into a world, ad lib, feel it, improv, do the whole thing and just kind of, I guess, give something that was honest uh, without necessarily relying on methods or things like that that I was taught. But I think a lot of them are kind of ingrained naturally. And, I and that's it. what I was going to say. You did have a foundation. I so, did, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's important. You have to. You have yeah. to. It did different actors work different as well. You know, I work with an actor who wants to run their lines 50 times the night before and they're writing notes and whatever. And then some people show up to set and they're like barely know their lines and, and they both might give outstanding performances. You know right. what I mean? It's, it's, right. it's really what gets you there is the most important part of it. But I do think just like anything else, you have to educate yourself to some degree. Uh, yes. People before you and, you know, and then and then and through that, you'll be able to when you watch great performances from actors and stuff. We all love to watch movies and stuff. You'll break it down in a different way and you'll appreciate what's going on in a different way. Well, uh, because you know, I mean, you know, Sebastian, nobody's going to hold your hand and say, Sebastian, here's your mark. Sebastian, no. you are first team no. and first team. Does, nobody, because the assumption is when all of you actors show up on a set, this is what you do. And this is who you are. Um, I have to say one point that you made in terms of um, being yourself. I love the fact that you find a part of you in these characters. Yeah. Because that kind of right. Like, I don't know your process, but let's say your process is getting the script, reading the whole script, understanding. And then when you come back to make these choices, there are some parallels between the character and yourself. Yeah. So that sort of gives you, um, it gives you some confidence. It gives you some assurance, like, okay, I yeah. understand this because you can't be somebody if you don't understand their experience and understand who they are. That's yeah, where the that's, authenticity comes. And, that, and that's such a pointed point uh, in these times, right? Of, of all this back and forth about other stuff. Um, yeah, you really need to try to understand where people are coming from and honestly, just make it easier on yourself. Um, you know, for me, it was like that. I was like, it'd be so much easier if I stopped trying to really jump outside of myself. Um, at the time, I just remember thinking like, you know, yeah, you're a good actor, but you know, I don't know if you're good enough yet to, to jump into all these things. Let's just start right. here, try to be yourself. And then maybe you'll find, you know, your voice. I've had some roles lately where I've, well, after so many years of auditioning, you know, sometimes you get three auditions in a day and you walk into one and you just try something. I'll be honest. Sometimes I'm like, Hey, let me do a voice. Uh, I remember I went into an audition for an indie film and I just said, you know, I'm going to talk like this and I'm going to keep my face like this. <laughs> and the craziest part about it is that I had a blast in the audition. I got a call in three hours said, you got the part. Now that was terrifying because this was not a thing that I worked on. It was literally an audition sandwich between two. And I said, hey, let me try something because I've done 50 in two months. Wow. Uh, and, you know, I'm on set with some, you know, pretty established actors, try, you know, figuring out this kind of character that I made in 15 <laughs> minutes. And I was terrified, to be honest with you. Wow. I think it worked out okay. Um, but yeah. Being Listen, I know it worked out okay. <laughs> I, I know it worked out, out okay. Because what I love about actors when I work with you and cast is that 
we're looking for two things. We're looking for the talent, but we're also looking for the personality because we got to live with you on a set and we have to like you. And if we don't like you, that could cause a problem. Absolutely. Money. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, don't be an, uh, an asshole. Excuse my language is kind of just like, a, no, that's a the of, truth, a rule of life. Right. Um, and also don't, don't be difficult. Like I get it. You know, for instance, when I do guest stars, um, I'm not the guy who's going to stop the director and the writer and talk about why this line doesn't speak to my truth or whatever. For the most part, I'm not trying to mess up this day. I know you got to get It's like a nine to five. They're trying to get this done. That's right. I, I'll figure it out myself. Now, right. sometimes you have a bigger role or something a little deeper and you really need to kind of dive into it. But a lot of times you'll be on set and like, you know, you have to take a 30 minute break because somebody thinks these three words just don't is they just can't get it. And I've always thought I get paid to make it work. I get paid to take those words and make it work. Now, if it's ridiculous, I'll, you know, or, or if I can tell it's untrue, if I'm playing a, you know, a gangster from the streets and I'm like, I know this language, this ain't it, you know, we'll have a little conversation or I'll just take the Liberty. Now you shouldn't do that often on television, but I I've known for being good improv and good at making things what they want, like what I want them to be. So I'm kind of known for that. I get booked a lot of times knowing they're like, all right, we'll we'll write him this, but he'll figure it out. He'll, he'll, he'll reword it in a way that makes sense. I I think I'm known from a lot of directors that I'm good at that, but for the most part, give me the words, I'm going to make them work and I'm going to try to hit my mark and get the job done. You, know. you, Sebastian, this this interview went by too fast. You are an absolute oh, pleasure. I, oh, yeah, um, yeah, we done. Yeah, I mean, I, all I could do is ask you if you want to. I always ask for jewels. So if you want to drop some jewels, some diamonds on these actors, what is it that they need to do, be, whatever? You tell I, them. I, I, you got to be you. I, I think, honestly, um, the whole idea of being yourself and of believing that kind of you are enough uh, and you are interesting and you are all these things is very important in the beginning at the very least. Um, And that's really just the jewel. That was the thing that propelled me to, to kind of having a career in this game was, you know, stop trying to sound like what you think they want on paper and show them what, you know, they don't realize they want. Like you said, people can walk in and just change it all Um, and just be confident that you have the ability to do that. And uh, yeah, and just know there's really no right way and there's no wrong. Be kind, find out what works for you. Don't mess with anybody else's process. Hit your mark and kill it. (laughs) That's really it. Listen, that's why you killing it. And that's why you have an imdb.com page. I am. (laughs) Listen, I am so grateful to know you and I want my friends to know you as well. Thank you. It's a pleasure. I'm, I'm always yeah. that. Like I lost the visual of you for the last 20 minutes in this interview. I, I feel like I'm, I'm getting old, man. I'm over here trying to work with you, <laughs> get you back. And oh man, this is Listen, embarrassing. I, I got to ask my eight year old granddaughter all the time. So oh, yeah. can you help me? And she's so challenging. She's like, grandma, why don't you know these things? Why don't you? Cause it just happened. Oh, they, ain't got, they ain't got time to explain to us. They no, she, she doesn't want to explain. Yet. She just wants to make fun of me. Like that's all she wants to do. So, but I'm grateful that she is around at some point to help me. Um, we we have a relationship, Sebastian. We 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 have a relationship. Like we're cool. We're friends now. This is amazing. I'm telling you, if you need anything, please call me up because Bruce is my god. That is my. Oh. I, I was gonna say if he if he's a dude introducing me, I got so much love for Spruce. It's been a long time, but we were homies 
back in the New York days. He's a good dude. Bruce and, uh, is really the man. Yeah, he really is the man. He really is. We need to interview him on this show. Well, I oh, just want to put my hands together and make all of my audience members stand up. Stand up for Sebastian Saucy. Yeah, Give it up for Sebastian so Saucy, thank ladies so and gentlemen. Much. Thank you so much, Sebastian. And we will be back on the Spirited Actor podcast. And today we have a throwback class in session for you. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn. Alliances will shift and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash Papertarian. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Welcome back to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. And today we are going to have a throwback class in session with actor Lamon Rucker. Hi, and welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. And now we are at my favorite segment, class in session. And I have Spirited Actor alumni, Jalisa Capri and Leon Amato. So we still have Lamont Rucker here. We are so blessed to have him here with us. And we're going to do what we do. We're going to read the scene. I'm going to read the slug line and the action. You guys are going to read the dialogue. But, you know, we're breathing life into this. This is a performance. And then Lamont is going to give you guys some insight. All right. You guys ready? Okay. Here we go. Interior funeral home night. Cassie sits heavy, but still with tissue in hand. 
in an almost vacant room with her father's body in front of her in a casket. Her lifelong friend, Veronica, enters the room and sees her sitting there alone. She hesitates but forces her way towards Cassie. Cass. Cassie looks up at her. Her face goes blank. I am so sorry. I would have been here sooner, but I, I just found out. Cassie just nods her head. She listens. Veronica takes a seat next to her. You don't need to sit. Please. I, I need to. There's an awkward, eerie silence. You would have known sooner if you just picked up the phone to check on me. Just once. You're right. I feel terrible and I feel so guilty. Oh, come on, please, V. Don't let this one be about you, okay? Veronica sinks lower in her seat, silence. You have no idea what I've been through. And it all happened so fast. I mean, I didn't even have a moment to think or even realize that I was alone. I am exhausted, V. And when I finally had to let him go, the one person I really needed to just be there was too busy to even know what was going on. Veronica has nothing to say. My mom died. You were out of town working. And, and I was understanding. But this? You didn't even realize that it had been days since I didn't even hear from you. I did, Cass. I'm sorry, my head was just like so wrapped up in a bad thing that I didn't even realize what was going on. No excuse. Cassie looks at her. He left. Again. We're good. Cassie puts her hand on Veronica's thigh for comfort. Sorry, V. I know how bad you wanted to make that work. It's okay. Veronica shifts her eyes ahead. Your dad was my dad. God, I'm so sorry. It's okay. He would tell me to be easy on you. (laughs) Hey, smirk. I'm really going to need you now. I'm not going anywhere. Veronica wraps her arm around Casey and holds her. Scene. Nice, ladies. Okay, I'm going to throw it to you, Lamont. Good job. First of all, um, so I'll probably have more questions than answers. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, because again, I even think in order for me to really give you to give you anything, there's more information than I need. But again, sometimes the questions are just that they're they're questions. They're not even necessarily for me to answer. Therefore, right for mm-hmm. you to discover um, or to explore what what the answers might be. So one of the things that 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 kept coming up to me was um, uh, 
uh, how did how did he die? Um, you know, uh, and that might not seem like it's important, but I actually think it, I actually think it is. Mm-hmm. So, um, and sometimes that's the information that I don't think actors sometimes consider because they're like, oh, that has nothing to do with the scene. He's dead. And all that matters is that he's dead. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the real, the nuance of it, the depth of it is how he died, why he died, it was he sick, how long was he sick, um, you know, all of that. Because I mm-hmm. think that that gives whatever this pain is, it, it, it makes it more um, honest, it makes it, it gives it truth if it's more specific. So there's a I, different kind of pain when somebody shot themselves in the head um, or someone got in a car accident as opposed to, you know, he'd been sick. I was right there by his side. I was holding his hand when he went. He told me mm-hmm. he loved me. We resolved our issues. It's mm-hmm. all we it's all good. It still hurt that he's gone or to have, have to let him go. But the the terms of it, the dynamics of, of it kinda I think make a difference. They're going to, it, they, they'll texture so many different things that the actor is not doing that the actor is just feeling with the actual state of, of, uh, of, 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 of pain, of, of recollection. Like how much love is there when we're at, when we're at people's home going, we're thinking of fun times and, and happy memories just as much as we're thinking about the fact that they're gone. Cause sometimes mm. the, the pain that we're feeling is kind of, like the selfish thing. Sometimes the thing where if you're really celebrating somebody, this is like, right. you know, let's talk about how wonderful this person was and right. how wonderful they were to all of us. A smirk. Something you said about a smirk or a chuckle in there. What I missed um, the line. Towards- but but the you know, what was that moment? What was that line? Um it was uh Cassie says it's okay. Well Veronica says that your dad was my dad. God, I'm so sorry. Cassie says it's okay. He would tell me to be easy on you. They smirk. Okay, right, right. So it's like so that so that's that's wonderful that that dynamic and that kind of moment is in there. I think there are other moments where it can be it can it can be a little lighter. I think sometimes we tell the end of the scene at the very yeah. beginning. Um, that that's a habit of a lot of actors. Let the let the scene grow. Let it. Um, if it's already going to start here, you don't want it to end all the way mm-hmm. down here. You can have happy can have um, a little like what's the difference between disappointment, annoyance, irritation, mm. impatience? That's different than anger and resentment. So, do mm. you are you really angry at her? Or, or deep down, are you, do you really desire that she was there with you? Now, the way people deal with desire and love is sometimes in <laughs> anger and resentment. But, like, think about how you all can be a little bit more, um, uh, a little, give yourselves a little bit more freedom and a little bit more breadth with the choices that you consider on how you can process some of these emotions. Cause I think that the very easy and I'll even say sometimes lazy thing to do or the shortcut is 
my feelings are hurt, so I'm mad. Right. I mean, kind of mad, like, and are you even really mad? Most of the time, you're not really mad. If you could actually speak in love, which she finally does a little bit, it's what it's like. I need you. I needed you here. This is like such an incredibly, you know, hard moment. I need you. I, I need you. I love you. I want mm. you with me. That sometimes is what people can. But that's what we need to hear. So even though she might be bitching at her, what we really need to hear is, "I love you. I miss you. I wish you were here. I need. I need your comfort. I need your love. I need your support." That to me is kind of a little bit more of sometimes what we need to hear. Although what somebody's saying is something else. Veronica, yep. same. Where is Veronica? Where are you coming from? Um, eventually, we hear about this heat, but where are you coming from? I, I got a little mm-hmm. bit of the that you were anticipating that you might get some pushback because you're late. Um, but one of my other questions was: Is this something you have a habit of doing, not showing up or being late? Um, at moments of need and why. Sometimes the habit with some characters is with crisis. Some mm-hmm. people like withdrawal. They don't know with it very well. They want to be there, but they don't know, They don't deal with it very well themselves. So why why is she late? Where is she coming from? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just, a, oh, sorry, I wasn't here, but like, is it raining? If so, what are you wearing? Is it cold? Are you wet? Were you speeding? Are you a little sweaty? Um, did you just yeah. have the conversation with whoever he is that just left? Has he been blowing you up? Who broke up with who? Did he leave or did you kick him out? Um, all of those things matter as well, Veronica. So before you all even get past the first couple lines, even before anybody even says anything, there's so much depth to you all's relationship and so much depth to your history together so many feelings about this person laying there in the casket that you both share, but you both have other stuff that you're coming into the moment with. That's going to give the entire scene and just shape who these people are in a very different way than if you didn't have it or didn't consider those things. So whatever sense of urgency, like if the camera were to pick you up outside, Veronica, like what would that shot look like, right? What Mm. would that look like to see you you running up the stairs would you have an umbrella you know like i said is it hot outside would you take a moment to kind of try to get yourself together before you walked in the door would you did you see her first and like oh my god or did you see the body first are there people Mm. did somebody leave like you gotta you have to literally have been alive in all of those moments prior to um when you when we see you all see each other and begin to talk, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Oh so, my god! So, so think, much. Yeah. think about a lot of that. So I, I believe before anything's even said, what we will see sometimes when actors have done that work, and soon as these people see each other, we will see like we will see the we'll see those fireworks, we'll see that electricity, we'll see that love, and then. What happens after that may either surprise us or confirm that, but right. give it the intensity I think comes from that information more so than it comes from how mad you are or how hurt you are, you know, or how embarrassed you are for being late 
or how ashamed you are for not having been there for this woman that you that you love so much like like a sister. Okay, so there's all kind of ways mm-hmm. to give. I don't think I'm not sure relative to time how much we have well, to do the entire scene and talk about all, all kind of different moments and all these other different notes. But I believe that kind of um, uh, uh, character kind of interrogation, if you will, mm-hmm. that kind of exploration will answer all kind of other other questions. Give the scene somewhere to go. Really believe in your relationship. Um, have be clear what you really want from each other. Um, what you want from what the character wants from from the moment. So even though it's 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 mm-hmm. Kathy's dad's funeral, Veronica, are you going there for her consolation? Are you going there to be with her just as much as you may be going there to be with her? You mm-hmm. know, um, all of that. You know, again. Uh, so it's like it's it's the other. All this other background work, all this other—I hate to call yeah. it per se—but it's all the other stuff that's going to color and texture all of the moments in the scene. When all of those other things are are clearer for you, you're decisive about them, and you're forming this, this individual. The stuff that you talk about, how you say it, the you know the the, the like I said, the nuances and the it, it'll all be in the details, but it'll come from creating the truth and all of these other moments that we don't, that we don't see. So excellent. I'm going to challenge these actresses to take all of that information and digest it. And then we're going to film it. We're going to be able to do it on zoom and I'm going to forward it to hope so she can get it to Lamont and he yes. can see the investments that you guys made I because I mean, that was a lot. Like, I don't want to just, you know, Put all that in and then just and, do and it. And a lot of it, that's the thing with all of this, right? Especially because we're right, just limited time and just in this moment with each other. I mean, again, um, I'm sure, again, with Tracy, you all would have this conversation over and over again. You'd have some repetition. You'd have some time to be in more conversation and dialogue together with it. So I'm just trying to give this really short, like, you know, excessive data. No, right now. And I know it's a lot to think about, but at the same time, that's how much there is to think about, I believe. That's my approach to the work very much and what I've learned and what I feel like I've gotten from other people. When I see the work or when I see other stories being told, the stories and the characters and the people that really resonate with me are the ones that, that you know, where there's, it's, I'm telling you, it's, 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 in, it's, 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 in the, it's in the other stuff. It's, yep. It's in the, That's what the It's in the flake. You know, it's the stuff that you that you don't say. It's the stuff that nobody sees. The work that nobody will ever witness. That's what manifests. Um, and you can't see it. You won't know it. It's not for you to know or for you to see. You just got to be it. Mm. If you're actually, if you actually just make the commitment to just be there. It's going to happen. It's going to work. It's going to exist because because it exists. Yes. <laughs> and unless you're telling the truth, it's going to be bullshit to us. You know? Right. Right. Like, so if it's not really there for you, um, we probably won't see it or feel it either. But don't try to show it to us. Actually believe it. Yes. Actually live in it. Exist in it. Um, you know, so if you two, like if you all were actually doing this, 
together in a class or something like that, I tell you all to spend more time with each other outside of outside of class just to have a little bit more, right? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Dynamic, that close friends go way back. Tell childhood stories, you know, um, talk about, okay, exactly when did we meet? Like, how did you two, how did you two characters meet? How did um, Kathy and Veronica meet? Second grade. Second grade. Look, I see Delisa smirking. You don't know the answer, right? No, I, yeah, I need to make a decision on that. I mean, I did make a decision on the thoughts as far as how my father died and things of that nature. But, and I thought about, like, that we've known each other for so long, but I did not take it as far back as, like, where do we meet? How do we meet? Okay. So, yeah. So, those are the things that I think are good. When it comes to relationships, especially. And that would be the homework assignment. Really, really, I think there's negotiation and conversation that needs to happen between actors. That's just like, hey, let's get on the same page with what this story is, because it's a shared one, you know? And if you've been together that long, then you probably both remember the first time some, you know, um, when you, you probably remember how when both of you had your period. Let's just keep it real. We grown, right? You were yeah. There. You were there. Yeah. And, and, and you may have both dealt with it differently. Different. Maybe your family dealt with you or dealt with that issue differently, you know? Um, right. Because the family might have had a, a, a pinceanera or something for her, yep. you know, and and but you know, but your mom might have treated you a little funny, Delisa. But your dad took you to dinner for the first time. Mm. To dinner, not lunch, not the Sunday brunch. He right. He there's something. Might be there's something like what right. It's like so stuff like that. So again, then that goes to excellent. And means to you, and something that you have both shared that's very significant, even to being a woman. And that's how far back you go, right? So all this other stuff that's that really goes into like this, this real intimacy with you know with your characters personally, and then with one another. Well, I'm Build definitely that history, gonna... and that's what. No, I was just going to say. I apologize, Lamont. I'm going to definitely get. That's going to be their challenge. They're going to memorize and put those. We're going to shoot this scene, send it to Hope, and get it to you. And I'm just so grateful you gave them so much, so mm -hmm. much. So much. And you should be able Thank to you. bring a stellar dynamic performance. My expectations are high. So um, once again, I just uh, class in session is now not in session. And I just want to get, um, ladies, let's just give a big round of applause to Lamont Rucker. Thank you so much, Lamont. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Hope. Thanks for being on here and supporting us as well. Um, and now it's time for Give Love. And now it's time for Give Love. I don't know about you. However, I get tired of being strong all the time. There are times when I want to cuddle myself and talk to my dad. He left this earth over 15 years ago and I miss him every day. He was the most positive person in my life and laughed all the time. In those moments, I shed some tears and then I feel his presence all around me. I still ask him for advice. What I do know is that the spirit never dies and the availability to your loved one is constant.
Don't forget to look out for us on our new show, Inside the Black Box. My co-host will be Joe the Legend Morton. It's going to be the Spirited Actor podcast on steroids. We'll be streaming on the Crackle Network. I'll keep you posted. Thank you for joining us on the Spirited Actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I look forward to our next Spirited podcast. Thank you. The wait is over. The Shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash TheShot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.